Welcome to The Magic of Positive Thinking, a podcast hosted by Norb Savanasini, founder of AmericanEagle.com, and writer Al Edwards. Norb, Happy New Year! Here we are in 2024. Wow, it's hard to believe that this 2024 leap year, by the way. That's so. right. I just heard about that the other yeah, day, as a yeah, matter of yeah. fact. So uh, if you want to take a leap, this is the year to this do it. This is the year to <laughs> yeah, do it. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Usually so, people tell me to take a leap, a long leap off a short pier. I don't know what that <laughs> right, means. But. Right, right. Yeah. No, no. You know, it's it's really interesting. It's uh, almost a month gone in, in January, and this has been a, you know, pretty cold January, especially the last two weeks. Yeah. But, uh, thank God every day for this gift he gives us, this present, and uh, just keep going because uh, it's a lot of good stuff. And this should be an interesting show because Al and I have two totally different subjects we want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully we can uh you know just interject some some stuff so uh al is the first one to start all right well actually that happens every show friend so uh you may have recognized that already but we do try and weave it together somehow but it's all basically the same thing about positive optimism as a way of life and, uh, you know, feeling good about yourselves and helping others and all that kind of stuff. So it's really all the same theme, right, Norm? Wouldn't you say? That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, we, everything we talk about, hopefully, is that even, you know, when we talk about, you know, hardships and all that, look at it as a positive thing. And that's something that, you know, I'd like to just touch on today. A absolutely. Well, let's get started. We got a fun show. As Norb said, we've got a number of things we want to cover today. But, you know, one of the things that Norb and I were talking about recently is that for some reason, Americans do not appreciate or honor our past. And I've always said, often said, uh, maybe it's because we've only been around for less than 250 years. When you look at Japan and China and Europe, who've been around for thousands of years, you know, there are people in England who live in homes that are literally 900 years old. You know, my house in Sandwich, Illinois, the little town I live in, is 150 years old, and I think that's absolutely ancient, you know. But it could be that's why we don't really uh, appreciate the past too much. So we thought we'd have some fun by talking about some every common day things that we all use every day and appreciate and honor where they came from. Because guess what? Air conditioning didn't always exist, did it, Norb? No, and you know, one of the interesting parts about this subject is that this is totally a product of the United States of America because the people that came here had total freedom to be whatever they wanted to be. And, you know, this definitely has been the most positive country that has ever existed in, in the history of the earth. There's no doubt. Because, uh, you know, like we talked about this before, uh, in other countries, you, you had to know where you fit into the society. In America, you could be upward or downward mobile. Right. Yeah. Right. You weren't limited to choice. a certain class or right, right. a place of your birth. It really was a, and still is a great land of opportunity. Well, let's jump in about this because I picked uh, I picked some fun uh, devices or inventions that we all use uh, pretty much every day, and we want to talk about where they came from. We're first going to talk about air conditioning. Norb, I remember a story when you came uh, with your family from Argentina to Bloomington, Indiana. You saw those little portable window air conditioners for the first time, I believe. Isn't that right? 
Yeah, they weren't portable. They were big. Or uh, window uh, units, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. window units. Yeah. And, and they were, you know, pretty hard to install. You had to go outside and put brackets because they weren't small like today. They were not as efficient. But, right. Uh, yeah, that's the first thing that we did when we came to this country is before we had curtains or anything in the house, we put an air conditioning. Got to put the AC window, in there. Air conditioning, yeah. Well, everyone listening today can't even imagine what life would be like without air conditioning. Um, hot. It would be hot. Yeah. Right. It would be hot. <laughs> so I wanted to go over this a little bit. You know, everyone's familiar with the uh, manufacturer Carrier, and they just didn't pull that out of the air. There was a gentleman by the name of Willis Carrier who basically developed the very first air conditioning. People had tried to different things before, but basically he had... Um, he went to work for a company called the Buffalo Forge Company in 1902. And he was tasked with solving a humidity problem that was causing magazine pages to wrinkle at the publishing company. So it looks like modern air conditioning was not invented to cool us off, but to solve the problem of magazine pages wrinkling. Yeah. And, and this is uh, a lot of things that we take for granted or accidental Accidents, in nature. Right. right. Uh -huh. Like the post-it note, right? The post, the sticky notes that yeah, everybody. 3M, right. 3M, the glue for that was an absolute mistake. And <laughs> it was something they were not looking for. Right, right. So he said through a series of experiments, Carrier designed a system that controlled humidity using cooling coils and secured a patent for his apparatus for treating air, which could either humidify or dehumidify the air. As he continued testing, and refining his technology, he also devised and patented an automatic control system for regulating the humidity. It wasn't long before a carrier realized that humidity control and air conditioning could benefit many other industries. And he eventually broke off from the publishing company, forming Carrier Engineering Corporation with six other engineers. And we just keep bringing this up that these were real human beings like you and me who came up with this stuff. Yeah, and the thing that most people don't realize is that this made possible for people to go to places that they would never think of going. Florida was not thought of as a really a good place to go to. It was right. horrible. Right. And, you know, the heat, the humidity, and before air conditioning, Florida was barren. Las Vegas, forget about Las Vegas. I mean, it was unsupportable. You know, you, yeah. you couldn't support it. So right. uh, the, these are inventions that today we take for granted, but they revolutionized. You know, I, I fortunate enough, I, I got to travel and I've been in the Middle East and Dubai. And, and you really don't know what heat is until right. you go there. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's right next to the, uh, you know, water and, and it's also very humid and, you walk out of the, whatever you're at, the hotel, and your glasses just fog out immediately. Yeah, they There's fog no, up, yeah. 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 So, you know, we just don't realize what that invention has enabled humans to do. Right. Uh, in, in places that were totally uninhabitable, now they're, you can go there and you, you enjoy it like- And be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and- uh, you know, this is something that, again, and I'm glad you brought that up, and we've mentioned air conditioning before, but it's nice to realize how some guy, just like you or I, had the ability to create something that revolutionized the world. I mean, the world today would not be anything like it is without air conditioning. Right. And I think that's one of the main messages of our show is that, 
these people who changed the world were no different than anyone listening or you or I. These were people that sat down and thought about something and had the positive mental attitude to think differently than other people. And they were no different than anybody else. So everyone listening can accomplish whatever they want to accomplish, too. They're no different. Yeah. Well, you know, it goes back to our, we have a, a few favorite people we talk about all the time, but, you know, uh, Henry Ford saying people never fail. They just quit trying. Right. And uh, these people just, they just didn't stop. They just kept trying until right. they got it. And and obviously, you know, obviously uh, Edison is the, the prime example. He failed 3,000 times. And, you know, failure uh, and this is something I wanted to talk about today, and we'll get back to yeah, other inventions. Ahead. But a couple of days ago, I met for breakfast with a with a really really successful guy, and and uh, he's foreign born, came to this country with absolutely nothing, and and he came from a country where there was a lot of persecution, and and uh, he came with nothing. I think it was like sixteen, seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. The guy just had a dream that, you know, he, he just saw America as this incredible place where anybody could do anything he wanted. And we sat for about two hours and all we talked about and laughed. And I mean, we were laughing like crazy about the failures that we encountered before we became relatively successful. Now, this guy is very, very successful. And uh, amazingly enough, all we talked about and laughed about was how we messed up things at the beginning and how we learned from those things. He started, uh, uh, you know, selling out of a van and he didn't have much money. So he bought this old beat up van that was so badly rusted that it had a huge hole on the floor of right. the van. And, and, uh, you know, that's how he started. And he started just selling to the small stores all over the city of Chicago. And, and now he's nationwide, by the way. He's got warehouses across the nation. And, and uh, uh, one of the funniest things is that one time he took the van to an area of Chicago that's very, very heavily industrial and uh, a relatively safe area, uh, even today. And uh, he says that you know, he entered the store where he was trying to sh sell the merchandise. He had the van full of merchandise. And he says, Norb, within five seconds, everything was gone out of that van. Wow. The, 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 some guys came in and they stole everything out of that van. So we were talking about, you know, today we're very education conscious and we talk about, you know, MBAs and PhDs. So Every time we, we talked about, you know, some of the things that happened to us, we kept telling each other, well, that's where you learned your MBA right. or a PhD in business because these are things that they don't teach in school, you know. And, and Al and I reminded me of something today that was a, a, an unbelievable catastrophe in my life, not a catastrophe that endangered my life or anything, but it was a business thing. Uh, in Chicago, there, there's uh, a, a very, very famous thing that, uh, uh, what is it called? The Chicago... Uh, uh, the, the stadium, are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Where people come and try all the kinds of food. Oh, Taste of Chicago. The Taste of Chicago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's very, very famous. And, uh, and the Taste of Chicago, of course, you know, they make a lot of money and, and these vendors go in and they pay money to, to be there and... 
And also in Chicago, there's a, there's a huge Latin community and uh, probably like a million people altogether from the suburbs and, and in Chicago itself. So uh, I had this friend that had this idea of making like the taste of Latin Chicago. And he rented uh, one of the biggest halls in, in the nation, okay, which uh, at that time was close to the stockyards. No longer exists, the International Amphitheater. In, in, International Amphitheater, right. right. And he rented it in a huge, and then he sold booth space, and we could sell food, and we could sell T-shirts and, and party stuff. And I mean, he advertised it all over on television. He had signs all over. Now, the problem was that this place was not air conditioning, air conditioning, which we were talking right. about. And so as luck would have it, it was probably one of the hottest periods <laughs> in Chicago's history. And everybody had invested a lot of money, including myself, and, and had a couple of partners. And, you know, we had T-shirts made about this. Uh, it was called Carnival International, which, by the way, my kids wore for like 10 years afterwards because I had so much of this stuff. And, and uh, you know, it, it was just incredible because nobody went to this place. And they hired famous bands, Latin bands and everything. And these guys wanted to get paid in advance. And there was no income coming in from the ticket sales and the people that were selling food, all the food was, you know, getting spoiled. So they were giving away the food for free to the other vendors. And well, to make the story short, you know, my partners and I, after we had all this stock left and the, the thing was a total fiasco. I mean, nobody went to this place and complete failure, complete, basically. just a complete failure. We started going to these local carnivals around the neighborhoods to sell these t-shirts and you know it was just funny because i remember that with much happiness and it was a total total failure but you know i learned from that that if you're going to have something like this you better have an air conditioned right place. facility so, right exactly so people would go to enjoy the coolness from the heat <laughs> because that place was hot especially with all the food being prepared and everything this guy was laughing about you know the hole and the van that he had and uh, you know and and also how everything was stolen so if we can get anything out of this show about being positive is don't think that just being positive is the key. Just be happy that you have these hardships and learn from them because you know, you can take my word for this as you get older, these are the things you, you really enjoy because you, you're learning. Sure. You know, it's, and, then you can, and, and sometimes I feel bad for people that never have struggled, that never have had any challenges. So, you know, please, if you have a dream, keep going, keep going. You know, and especially in this year, take a leap to what you right. want. You know, this is leap year. <laughs> Perfect fellas. year to take yeah, a leap, yeah, yeah. right? Right, right. Okay, go ahead. No, I think that's fantastic, and it and it reminds me of uh, we talk about Zig Ziglar a lot, and and we really uh, recommend you check out Zig. He's passed away now, but there's loads of audible books and on YouTube and all this kind of stuff. 
And he said something that failure is not a person, it's an event. And uh, you've been amazingly successful in your business life, Norb. And it's just a great lesson that not everything you touch turns to gold. And that's true for every human being. And, and the funniest thing about it is that, you know, both this guy and I really enjoyed talking about that stuff. Right. And they were all failures. But it was such a learning experience that you're happy that you actually learned that, you know. And if we didn't have that, I don't think we'd be enjoying life as much as we are, you know? Absolutely. Well, that's a perfect segue into our next everyday invention because the original background of it, the guy never followed through with it, believe it or not, and then someone else got a hold of it, and that's a pun when you hear about it in a moment. But uh, how many people today, Norb, are grateful for the zipper? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine? So, let's, so listen to this. It's easy to take the zipper for granted today, but before it was invented, getting and staying dressed involved securing your clothing with ropes, ties, buttons, and other fasteners. That doesn't sound too fun, does it? No, no. And, and you know, one of the things that uh, it's amazing, uh, I, maybe we should talk about this a little bit, but uh, an incredible amount of stuff has been invented in Chicago. And I know that zippers were invented in Chicago. Yeah, it's got a definite Chicago connection. Yeah. The earliest iteration was known as the automatic continuous clothing closure. <laughs> right, right. It was patented in 1851 by a guy named Elias Howe. Uh, he was also the inventor of the modern lockstitch sewing machine. However, he never marketed his zipper and it didn't take off. And it wasn't until 1893, an inventor by the name of Whitcomb Judson received a patent for his clasp locker shoe fastener. So it's important to note that zippers originally started on shoes. He partnered with another businessman to launch the Universal Fastener couple, Company and manufacture his invention. It debuted at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair and was renamed the Zipper in 1923 by the tire company B.F. Goodrich, when the company started using the fasteners on their rubber boots. So now, friends, you know the history of the zipper. <laughs> yeah. You are smarter than you were when you woke up this morning. When you realize that, you know, I didn't know it was that that date was 1923 when Goodrich patented it or released it. That's 100 years ago. I mean, just think of this. And, and you know, you watch these old movies and you see all these people with their buttons and and... Uh, the, the wealthy women had other women. Uh, have maids. to tie them. Uh, and, yeah, they yeah. had to. And, and this was really just, an, and today with a zipper, I mean, we zip up everything today. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, uh, uh, men, I think maybe more than women, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, both sexes, uh, you know, uh, use zippers continuously. And, and jackets, I mean, you go outside, it's cold, and you zip it up. You, you know? zip up your jacket. Yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, that's become a verb <laughs> in our vernacular language. Zip like, it, yeah. Hey, oh, well, yeah, that's another meaning, but it, yeah, yeah. zip your jacket. Or if you want someone to shut up, you tell them to zip it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Friends, that didn't exist before 1923. That's what we're here to tell you. Yeah, the Romans, if one Roman told to the other one, zip it, they wouldn't know what they were talking about. They would have brought know? them to the hospital immediately yeah, right. because they were saying something very strange. But, you know, these people that came up with this stuff, and I think it's important based on what Norb was just saying about uh, how this marketing idea about the uh, the Latin food 
international carnival didn't work out. The guy that actually invented the zipper never marketed it and it didn't go anywhere. So it ties in exactly what you were just saying about people never fail. They just quit trying. You got to follow through. If anybody gets anything out of this podcast, and, and you know, I'm very happy to say that uh, every month it seems to be increasing a little bit of the time. But, uh, I've gotten some very, very good comments, and, and I had one this week that was a real pleasure to hear because uh, the gentleman, it was a gentleman that said, you know, I, I really felt down, and, and I said, what the heck? I want to put Norb and listen to what he's talking about. Wow. And he, he must that, have been desperate. He was desperate. <laughs> and, and and then uh, he actually said, I'm glad Al was there because uh, he made it, you know, good, good to listen. <laughs> but um, interestingly enough, he said, you know, that was terrific. I, I listened to like four or five of them, and I felt better. And, and you know, uh, so I'm happy we do this. You know, if it helps one person, five people, I, I'm happy. And uh, That is something to be really proud of. And that's really what we're trying to do this for, is to just have people, including us, by the way, because I think you teach what you need to learn the most yourself. It's just important uh, to have this kind of way of life as a... Uh, as a philosophy of how you live your life. Yeah. yeah you know, the other thing that, uh, you know, I, I brought up, uh, which I wanted to mention, and I think it fits right in. Everything is, is uh, you know, Connected. positive. Yeah. This gentleman that I was talking about with a hole in the van and everything, it, it would have been really easy for him to give up. I mean, the guy had a, a, a terrible van, uh, uh, old, beat up, rusty, and, and all of a sudden they steal everything from his van. And, uh, you know, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure that at that time when he started, that was a very, very hefty drain on his income. Oh, yeah. So a great loss. You know, the one thing that this guy has, which is really, really important, and, and this is something I wanted to bring up, he's also a very kind gentleman, you know, he's, he's just a nice guy. And, and if you met him in the street, you really wouldn't know, you know, how much he's worth or, or what he does or anything. He's just a very decent, nice guy that says, please, and thank you. You know, and, and these are the things that really people should really, really be interested in doing. You know, today I actually printed this up about, you know, just doing things that'll make you feel good mm -hmm. by doing things for others or, or for yourself. And, and, you know, we always talk about this and, and, you know, I listen to our podcast too. And, and it's kind of interesting because some of our, our, I really enjoy also. And we always talk about, you know, the things we talk about don't cost any money, right? You're happy by doing them, you know? And some of the things is, uh, you know, call a friend that you haven't spoken to a, in a while and just say, hi, how are you? How, what's going on? It's nice to get a phone What a call. wonderful thing that is. Yeah, I mean, it's just simple. And, and you know, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a wife or, or somebody you like, uh, send flowers, you know? I mean, today flowers are, are really, really, you go to a supermarket and they're very inexpensive. And, mm -hmm. and who doesn't like to get a flower? Sure. Especially a lady, you right. know? Send a note to somebody, you know, just, just pay a compliment to somebody, you know, tell your family members how much you appreciate them. 
Oh, gee, I'm glad, you know, that, that we're together. And do you remember when we did this and that? And, and, you know, bring up nice things because every family has problems. Every family has problems, okay? Right. So don't dwell on the problems. Every family also has happy moments. Dwell on those. Make someone laugh. You know, we were talking about laughter last podcast, and, and I really, really enjoyed that podcast, to be honest with you. And, and uh, make somebody laugh. I mean, that is really, uh, because when, when he laughs or she laughs, you laugh too. Right. And, it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. If you know that somebody does a good job, tell them that they're doing a good job. Uh, actually, I did that today. And, uh, you know, it, it made me feel good because it was the truth. And then the person who received that was very happy also. Yeah. You know? It wasn't so, me, by the way, just no, for the record. No, 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 Al. That I, hasn't I, happened I yet, but. I have a hard time finding something good about <laughs> Al here. Um, tell somebody a joke. You know, both Al and I love jokes. And we actually told a couple before we started this show. And we were both laughing like crazy and and. Uh, it's really kind of an interesting, easy thing to do, you know? When you go to the supermarket, the gal there or the guy there that, you know, checks at the register, just just say something nice. Gee, what a nice day, or or how are you today? You you know, just be nice. I have found people are shocked when you take the time to ask them how they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so easy to touch someone today, you know, in a nice way, to impact them just by saying hi to them. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the other thing is that, you know, sometimes you're down at home, you don't know what to do. And, and we all live in this incredible country where we have so much junk in our homes that it's just unbelievable. Grab some of it and take it to Goodwill or, or the Salvation Army, you know. Someone else can use drop it. it. Somebody else can use it. Donate it. And, and uh, it'll make you feel good. Actually, you know, I, I've actually done it, and, and I, every time I've done it, it actually feels good. And the only problem with that is that I usually go in the store and I buy some other junk. <laughs> you know, you but, buy someone else's junk yeah, to bring yeah. home. No, but I, I mean, really, it, it makes you feel good. Uh, the other thing, you know, I read something very interesting one day, and I, I don't know if we talked about this or not, because we've done now, this is the 25th show. Mm-hmm. But there was a very famous doctor that was also a teacher of medicine in some big university. And, and uh, he had a, a group of people, and he, he started talking to, to the students, and they said, uh, who knows the name of, of you know, the top surgeon and this guy and this? And, of course, they were all professionals. And he says, well, uh, who knows the name of the janitor? Right. And, and nobody knew the name of the janitor. He says, you know, that's just as important as anybody else. That guy. Sometimes more important. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, you know. If you meet the janitor, say hi to him. You know, it's funny. I, I actually live in a building. It's a condo complex, and and there's a guy there that's the janitor, and he's just the nicest guy that you could ever meet. And every time that, you know, when I first went in there and I elevator opened and I saw him and I'd say hi, he, he was kind of like. Surprised. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And now when I see him, oh, how are you, Norm? And blah, 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 you know, and so it's a total, total change of character just because I was nice to the guy. Right. You know, not only is it because you're nice, but he's always asking me if I can, he can do something for me, which, 
you know, I, I don't, I don't do it for that, but it, it's just, I'd be happy to do something for him too, you know? So it, it's, it goes both ways. The other one is say good morning. You know, this is something that, why don't people say good morning? And you're walking by and you don't know the person say good morning and you know they, they won't know what to do i, I <laughs> they won't know. No, no, they, particularly they won't. if it's in the afternoon you know they it, won't it, know what to do funny. we actually good morning. Uh, we used to vacation and this was in italy which was interesting and it's a, a beautiful place uh not fancy it was one of those like b and b but they were called i don't know pension or something in italy and they, it was owned by a british couple and uh she was a real, real English gal, you know, and every time you saw her, she would say, good morning. And <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. And we still remember that this must have been like 50, 60 years ago. Oh my gosh. But you know, that good morning, you never forget it. The way she said it, because she meant it, you know? And you know, you're talking about the gentleman in your condo complex, you know, like you said, you don't do it for this reason. You're doing it because you want to be a nice, empathetic, kind human being, but it comes back to you. What you put out yeah. into the world will come back to you, and usually, two or threefold. Absolutely, there's no question. Yeah, and folks, the tie-in here that we're trying to talk about is the the optimism and the attitude of these people that invented these life-changing things, tied directly into what Norb is saying about having an outlook on life that is just a can-do, optimistic. Uh, attitude and a, and a heart for helping other people and serving other people. Yeah. You know, there's one here that is really interesting that I, it's take a minute to help somebody who is lost. Now, two things, one, one is it, it affected me and the other one affected somebody that I met here, but uh, we were traveling one time actually in Italy and, uh, I didn't know where I was. And this was before GPS and you had these big maps and, you know, if anybody has gone to Italy, you know, they, they put a street, wherever they felt like it, there was no structure or anything. <laughs> and, and it was a mess. I couldn't find anything, anything. So I stopped the car and I asked, I asked somebody and this guy came out and he says, I'll take you there. You just follow me. And, and, you know, I was thinking, God, you know, you always think, is this going to be dangerous? What right. is this guy doing? And, and I went back in the car and my wife says, oh, well, you got to watch what, what's this guy? Doing? And this guy must've driven for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes to take me where I was going. Wow. And I've never forgotten that. And I, I obviously, you know, what an incredible thing. So uh, that's the thing that happened to me. Now here in, in Chicago, I used to take, uh, there's an L elevated, which is also becomes a subway. And at one time you could really ride them and you didn't have to fear for your life. <laughs> but I met a couple of people from, uh, from, uh, Denmark and they were speaking broken English and they, they weren't know where they're going. And I said, uh, can I help you? You know, and they said, where are you going? Oh, we want to go here. What well, do this and do that and do that. And I, I actually wrote down on a piece of paper where they should see the museum of science and industry, you know, the field museum. And, and uh, they were so happy, you know, they said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know, and I still remember that as, as a very nice thing. For know? sure, absolutely. And, and what an impression you made on those people of Americans. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, this, yeah, and why not? They're so know? nice. Yeah, yeah, why not? I think that's wonderful. That's amazing. 
Well, friends, I think this show is about appreciation, appreciating things like air conditioning and the zipper and the dishwasher and television. Uh, believe it or not, there really was a time before television existed. And as Norb said so well, appreciating each other and being kind to each other and really working at living life with an optimistic outlook. And I think it's that optimistic outlook that is the vehicle, the launching pad for all of these great accomplishments and the way to touch people, like you said, like you talked about. Yeah, and, and, and going back to Sig Ziglar, I mean, uh, don't look at, at the problem as something that's impossible to conquer. Look at it as a positive sign. Well, I won't do that again. Right. If you do it again, then you got problems, okay? But if you don't do it again, then you're going to progress. Yeah. When, when people make mistakes, I would say, well, the good news is you'll never do that again. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Well, Norb, thank you for another wonderful show. Thank you. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, want to wish everyone a wonderful year. We'll be with you along the year uh, every month with our podcast. So we will see you next time. For Norb Savannah this is Al Edwards, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye.